Greetings, kings and queens. Welcome to another Real Stuff podcast. This is yours truly, Franco, and I'll be linking up with Flavius in a few minutes. We have a special guest today, a very special guest, and he's the president of the Garafuna Nation in Belize. And we'll be linking up with Mr. Egbert R. Iginio at 10.30. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your favorite drink, whatever you're having in your cup this morning, whether it be tea, coffee, whatever beverage you consume this time. And we'll be right back. This is your very own sports, music, and lifestyle podcast with Flavius and Franco. Welcome. Walking on sand and holding your hand Feel like a tourist in my own homeland In my own homeland What's going on? Morning, morning, Franco. Morning, listeners. Well, we are seeing another morning of sun. Yesterday we had a nice morning of sun, but it went rainy after in the evening. Uh Uh-huh. Some, some big showers, which was very good. <laughs> was very, very good. But isn't that so, what you guys want? Sunshine in the morning need. and then some showers. Not only one, that we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need that. Yeah, man. We need that. So we are very, very happy about that. Mm, that's good. That's good. That's good. <clears throat> Casey yes, just joining us. Welcome to the Real Stuff Podcast. Thank you for joining. Thank you for being with us every morning. Thank you very much. So what you have for us today? Egbert R. Higinio has taught at the high school level in Belize, Oakland, Tracy and San Jose cities. Now he teaches and lectures adults on English composition, comparative literature, logic, critical thinking and introduction to philosophy at institutions such as San Jose Evergreen Valley College, Los Angeles City College, and San Jose State University. He appreciates applying critical theory to literature readings and topical concepts such as racism, justice, immigration, poverty, and liberation theology. He is presently president of the Garifuna Nation, an advocacy group that promotes the indigenous rights of its people now presently living along the coast of Belize, Guatemala, Honduras, and Nicaragua. The Garifuna people are victims of Europeans' colonialism, deterritorialization, and genocide. There are approximately 800,000 Garifuna people inhabiting the Caribbean and the Americas, including the USA. Today, the Real Stuff podcast welcomes the president of the Garifuna Nation, Egbert Higinio. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning, brothers. Good morning, brothers. Yes, welcome once again. And thank you for joining us. Yes, I much appreciate this, uh, you know, grounding as uh, my brother from Diana would say, grounding with my brother. Yes, yes, yes. 
know, I know, I know you have to get up early this morning because <laughs> we are in different time zones. So, you know, we thank yeah. you. We thank you for, you know, yeah. rising yeah. up early to see the sun as well. <laughs> yeah, rise up, rise up. All right. So, Flavius, you want to take it away? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. You, you probably could start by, by, well, first you must know this is not an interview. It's a chat session with you doing most of the talking. So All you right. probably can tell us about your about the, your position and about the Garafuna people. So we can, our listeners can, you know, be more aware of who you are, you know, where Good. you started and all that. Yeah, so yeah, I want to give the uh, listening audience, um, uh, you know, historical synopsis of uh, the Garafuna people. And, you know, because yes. I, I know people out there might know want to know who are the Garrison of people. Well, um, some early historians would refer to us as the Black Caribs, right? The Black Caribs, um, the Caribbean, right? That's its name from the the, you, the Western, you know, the way of naming things they came into this part of the world and they um, met our, my ancestors, they met my ancestors out there and they said, oh, they must, these, these people must be uh, Kaniba, you know, they didn't have a real name. You know, they go about naming people. So we were called the Black Caribs because we were uh, an amalgamation, a mixture of, uh, you know, African uh-huh. ancestors and Caribs, Arawak, true, right? True, so true, true. if to study our language, they would notice that m- most of the words in our language have Carib and Arawak uh, derivatives, right? Of course, and many linguists don't haven't studied or seen the African, you know, um, influence in our language. That's because maybe they are doing European work. So you know that needs to be uh, studied. But anyway, the Black Caribs were uh, located in Grenada, Saint Vincent, Saint Lucia. You know, and in that area, the concentration was Saint Vincent. And so uh, when my ancestors think, they would always bring the word. Uh, Yurume, they use the word Yurume. Uh, later on, I found out as I was growing up, because we weren't taught this in high school or even primary school. Uh-huh. What was Yurume? Yurume, well, it's St. Vincent. Yurume is St. Vincent. That's, that's where we, uh, you know, um, fought the, the, the French, the, the, the Spanish, uh-huh. and then the English. And it was uh, the English who uh, was the last war in the 1796. We had, uh, you know, after 30 years of war with the British, uh-huh. uh, we lost we lost the war, right? 19, 1796 to so 1797, the British rounded up, you know, most of the soldiers in the were resisting them in St. Vincent, about 5,000, so history has it. And about the, then they put us in a little rock, apart they were like, you know, fine-tuning their, their, their technique of genocide, uh-huh. the British, right? British put us on a big rock there in Houston. I haven't been there, but many of my folks have gone out there. And Balisau. Balisau is that big island that nothing grows on. And the British rounded us up there and set us there. Um, and uh, apparently, I don't know what happened. They must have had a change of heart or, you know, they decided to, like, use us some more. So they, of the 5,000 that were rounded up, uh-huh. according to the history book, we don't know if those numbers are accurate, but a bit more. And they took 2,500 thereabouts, 
and they wanted to drop us off at Jamaica, some of the historians said. But apparently they said they no no too many maroons there. Uh-huh. We would maybe join forces again and then be in trouble. <laughs> so they took us and, Yeah. <laughs> so they took us and dumped us over there in Honduras, Rotan. Okay. So you know when you're reading history and you know they're not telling you the truth, you have to read between the lines. Uh-huh. Why did they take us yeah. all the way to Honduras? So I, I figure I said, Oh, they wanted to disturb the Spanish because the Spanish had taken over that part of the world. Mm-hmm. So we were oh, yes. a cannon, father, cannon father, right? Cannon father, you know, you throw like, you know, um, raw meat at your enemy so they could wear out themselves. Mm-hmm. So because you were resilient and, you know, great fighters, out in St. Vincent, they said, oh, let's get something there on the, on the Spanish uh, coast, right? And see how they, they survive. Well, his so that's 1797, mm-hmm. we were out there in Honduras when they dumped us. They call it exile. You know, they said they exile us. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it was just, you know, get rid of them. Get rid of them anyway. Don't dump them over in the ocean. They use them, you know, for cannon powder. Um, and by 1801, there's records um, in the uh, European book that says, well, the, the Garifnas were already in the mainland of Honduras from mm-hmm. Rotan mm-hmm. and Guatemala on the coast of Guatemala and Belize by 1801. Mm-hmm. That's because my ancestors were seafaring people. You say they had, you know, how to navigate the boat. They were great, great swimmers, you know, and also, um, you know, aware of the knowledge because they've been in contact with French, Spanish. So they knew how to negotiate themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So by 1801, um, the, the garrisoners were already in Belize, Guatemala, Honduras and Nicaragua along the coast making settlements. Strategically, I think, right? Like, you know, they spread out um, so that, you know, they could have dealt with the, you know, atrocities of the uh, Western um, civilization that came upon us um, since 1400. And and right now, um, from that 2,500 that landed in Honduras, since the 17, 1700, mm-hmm. uh, we are at a population of uh, 800,000 going to a million, I think. We have to take a, we have to do the work in terms of, you know, doing the population census uh, to see where our people are. So it should, okay. it should be a million now. <laughs> yeah. A lot of things, yeah, you know, because you know when the uh, authorities uh, make their, they don't want to give us the power that we have, mm-hmm. you know, uh, especially... I, I'm amazed at my ancestors how much they brought with them. You know, um, we still have the language. You know, we have the uh, the spiritual Africanness, mm-hmm. uh, spirituality. We have the songs. You know, in our own language, the drumming mm-hmm. and the food technology. And man, it's amazing. Um, for yeah, you know, small group of people. Quite amazing, yes, to to retain so much, you know, so much. Yes. Yeah. But oh, 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 why and how oh, oh, and, and how did so many got to Belize? Because right now Belize but, probably has the biggest population. So um, the records show that uh, in Belize we have about six percent, six percent Garisna, six percent of the population of uh, three hundred thousand Belizeans. Um, I say ten. I say ten percent because you know I never believe those figures, mm-hmm. and it's just easier my math. So ten percent of three hundred thousand make it thirty thousand. Very enough, right? But we bring so much to the uh, to Belize. Um, you know, thirty thousand people 
the drum when people come on the November 19th, which will this year, I think it will just be a virtual uh, commemoration. Uh, November 19th is a big day uh, in Bangrega, yeah, my homeland, my, my home in Belize. And the, the country recognizes, you know, our resilience. As a matter of fact, the United Nations has uh, recognized, you know, the the music, the song, the art of the Garifnas, you know, mm-hmm. an intangible uh, for the humanity to celebrate. Right. In 2001, the United Nations said, hey, this is something wonderful that's going on. The intangible things of song, you know, music, um, language, like something that humans preserve, right? So we have 30,000 in Belize. Um, and Honduras has the largest, which is 1,000. Um, and there's a pocket. How much is in so Honduras? Is how much is in Honduras? 300, 300,000. 300,000. How much is in Belize? 30,000. 30, oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. And uh, Guatemala, another 20. And uh, Nicaragua, I'm not too sure. Uh, Nicaragua. So Flavius. Yeah. yeah. And then we. None, have, uh, none didn't reach Jamaica. <laughs> none well, didn't reach Jamaica. I would. Yeah, go, go ahead, no, I'm asking if any reach Jamaica. Uh, maybe Egbert can. Well, um, Mr. Egbert can. Yeah, I, I don't that's know. The work, I don't, that's the work we have to do, I think, you know, because mm-hmm. I met a sister in Trinidad. Uh, we were at a conference together, and I, I made some comments to reference to my sisters, and she, she came up to me later on and said, Hey, we got to talk. Because my grandmother told me, like, when the war broke out, you know, in St. In Vincent, mm-hmm. a few people took off on their boat, you know, in their doors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had connection with St. Lucia. You could look at the map, you know, you could see how these islands, you know, because these people, you know, my ancestors were very good with the boat, navigating boats. They knew how to, to move out. Some, so some people moved to Grenada, some went to Trinidad and, and, and waited. As a matter of fact, Franco, I want the listeners to, to, um, to grasp this. Mm-hmm. We, inland, right, Belize, Honduras, Guatemala, have the language, the music, the drumming, the food, technology. When we started connecting with St. Vincent, there was nothing there. Mm-hmm. The people, no language, no drumming, no music, no singing, nothing. They said, what happened? The British told them not to produce Said nothing, forget about it. Mm-hmm. And so the people encouraging us from Finland say, come back, teach us the language, teach us the drumming, teach us the dance, teach us the food. But and the only connection we seem to have is when we go to the Balesau, mm-hmm. where there are still like um, bones, skulls of uh, our ancestors who were starved to death on that island. Mm-hmm. Then we could connect that story and said, oh, this is what happened. So they scared the people, made them frightened, right? Mm. And then they invented kept the language. That's mm. how, how I, wicked I, the West civilization, so-called civilization uh-huh. was. Yeah. People. So people are saying Lucia, some I'm people... Saying... What are you saying, Flavius? No, a few years ago, when they had the general election in St. Vincent, the yes. opposition leader had said that if if he had won the election, if he won the election, he would have repatriated 
the the Garafunas to St. Vincent. Uh-huh. Even if it was not physically possible, but you know, even even ceremonially, uh-huh. he would have done yeah. that. But after he lost the election, I, I didn't hear anything more about that. Yes, yes, I I, I ran into um, a YouTube video with where he had made those pronouncements. Um, yeah, they, yeah, and uh, we 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 welcome that, you know, sign of brotherhood, you know, uh, connection, you know, reaching over the, you know, Atlantic and the Caribbean Sea to make, you know, um, commemorate these you know, our connection, so to speak. Now we are we are we are we are making every effort. Uh-huh. I know of other in Belize who have, uh, you know, the National Congressional Council has uh, made several, um, you know, I call them, you know, people called pilgrimage, but going back in groups, right? Um, I know of a group in Honduras that took his whole drama group over uh, to teach the language, to dance, and to make connections. There's a documentary that, uh-huh. and there's a documentary out too by, um, you know, a sister who, who, who is trying to teach the world okay. that's what happened in 1797 and when that you know, genocide effort by um, the British was carried out, you know, in cahoots with the other Europeans who wanted to share the island, right? I see, I see. Because, you know, sometimes I kind of, I, I notice so many nations and I kind of, you know, get, Mix up at times so when I hear people mention because I, I remember one time I was reading something that they had mentioned the Caribs and the um, Garafuna. Yeah, like they are the same people. I'm not, sh- you know, sure. You know, so um, so there is there is uh, um, brother Eric Williams, Doctor Eric Williams from Trinidad did some work. Mm-hmm. Um, he must have gone to you know Spain wherever they had. Columbus had his journal, right? Uh-huh. And he was writing in his journal. And, and some of the time, we, we we kind of doubted whether he was doing the writing or somebody else was doing the writing for him. Uh-huh. So, you know, Columbus, you know, and Combustus. Yeah. And so, Dr. Eric Williams did a translation from Spanish to English. And in that book, I still have the book with me here somewhere. Um, you know, documents of, uh, you know, history. Mm-hmm. And by Dr. Williams, and I was reading through it. Um, so it seems like he, the Caribs, right, were one branch of civilization moving up mm-hmm. from uh, from um, in their Guyana, thereabouts, mm-hmm. Guyana uh, and Venezuela, right? Mm-hmm. The Orinoco. So you could see, if you're looking, if, when you look at the map, that coming up from Venezuela, where yeah, the, the Caribs had a large civilization, they were perhaps nomadic people, mm-hmm. following the Arawaks. The Arawaks were like uh, ahead, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, a couple of uh, Arawaks ended, ended up in uh, Cuba and Jamaica, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Caribs were mm-hmm. uh, pursuing the Arawaks. And so they're, well, by pursuing a current, the, the way this, uh, the British. And the Europeans write it, they, they said the, the characters are pursuing the Arawak. So, you know, in, I don't know, what, you know much about history. I'm not a historian, but mm-hmm. you could make the analysis say, well, the Arawaks and the Caribbean had some, you know, relationships. 
Uh-huh. Some were hostile, some were friendly. So people mixed up, right? By the time they got up to St. Vincent, there were Africans there, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Uh, and should have said, well, this was a, like a haven for the Africans because, you know, there was slave trade going on in Barbados and a few islands. Uh-huh. So people could run and hide out. You know what I mean? That's what we do. You know, we connect with our brothers when we get anywhere. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we, we never, I, that's why I have a strange relationship with the new word diaspora. But I can't relate to that diaspora word. We are always connected. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're connected. We, we belong to, you know, one of the biggest, you know, continents. Mm-hmm. You know, what that people are referred to is, is ours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when we connect, connect, right? True. So, but these Arawaks these, uh, that were, you know, and, and courage that had a civilization and a language going. Mm-hmm. So we interacted. And the black, the Africans, right, in St. Vincent, I have a strong feeling that most of the, uh, the, the, the strongest component of the Africans on that island of St. Vincent were from the West part of Africa, mm-hmm. like Mali, Mali, Guinea. Uh, okay. The Mali, I, I want to suspect it's the Mali civilization because the Mali the civilization from Mali was very big. Mm-hmm. It, it even included part of uh, Ghana, present mm-hmm. Ghana, right? Mm-hmm. So the people must have been like innovative to say, well, we will use this language, you know, the Carib Arawak, because those are linguistically what is found in the language, right? And um. And so we kind of like Africanize it with our culture, so to speak. Okay. In in your teaching, right? Since uh, you've been in the the, the US, uh, you have come yeah. across a, a, a lot of um, Garifuna, Garifuna as well. Different, um, we call it settings in 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 the US. Are there any in the US? Yeah, we have a large population. I, the, the, I think the largest population is, would still be from Honduras. Okay. Right, because you have a situation from Honduras and something about the Honduras government, which is, you know, in, in, in consequence, you know, disrespect for black people. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. Honduras government is, is, is totally out of order. Mm-hmm. It's totally. You know, okay. militarized government that they have um, there has total disrespect. And I, I um, yeah, I come across a lot of aggressiveness in, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're, they're big pockets big, you know, groupings in New York, mm-hmm. like in the Bronx. Okay. And, you know, the, the Honduranian. And then we have a small, you know, religion. And also California, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you would expect, right? Uh, that was like a magnet for uh, Garrison from Belize and Honduras. And then there's another large group in, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know, Chicago, uh, and that's a, that's a very that's interesting you have those um, big cities of them, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, mm. question I say, but you know, if you look at the, if you look at geography, you would want to think people would go to Miami. Mm-hmm, that's what I'm people. saying. I'm thinking maybe <laughs> some in Miami. <laughs> no, 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 Miami. I mean, we, you know, we we would say we would say around the table, no man. That's it. And Miami have been so funky. Mm. You know, we go to where, where the soul is, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the soul. You know, music. You know, and where we are, generally, right? We're making the connection. Music mm. was coming out of Los Angeles, right? Black music. Yeah. And so black people go where where, where the soul is, right? True, you true. Know, where, where the soul, you know? And we mix it up, we borrow, we learn, we take from each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and try to at home, 
you know, that's how we moved. And New York too, because, you know, I, I think they, somebody must have said, hey, you know, a lot of we over there, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. You know what I mean? True, 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 yeah, true. Like that. So you, you don't make things complicated, you know, when you, when you really study, you know, the phenomena of how we move. Mm-hmm. We move can, you, can, you, can you tell us how, how the Garfooders in Belize, how, how they fit into the regular political system or, or the, the governance of Belize? What, you know, how is the Garfooders yeah. governing? How we how we govern, how we interact with the government. Yes. Yes. So we have a long history with the gov- with the governance of Belize. Right? Um but first of all they don't teach the history, you know. And when I was young, they never teach the history in the in the primary school. You know, in the high school I was reading and you know, I didn't know I was I was horrified. Like this brother, he and I taught and uh, together in the town of Dangriga, and he was writing, you know, these terrible things about how the, the Caribs were cannibals, you know, they still write that shit in there, you know, sorry. And uh, in, in the CXC, Caribbean examination history, right? So with that kind of like, you know, preamble, right? If, if I tell you something bad about a group of people, you will naturally, you know, want to ingrain that into your, you know, sensitivities, right? And the history had it that when the Carib- when the Garrisoners, right, landed in Belize, uh, the British said, well, you stay 36 miles away, you know, stay 36 miles away from the city. And that you should not be seen like, you know, they call it the sunset and the sun, the sun um, rise law. 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. You should not be seen in the city, you know, before it gets bright and this, you know, after it gets dark, you know, we, we need to see it, so to speak. And but then the 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 church, you know, saw, saw that the the, the Garifunas were very good with languages, and so um, had them employed or used um, to teach and proletize, you know, and the the the, the religion. So by doing that. A few Garifuna people are, you know, who are very good positions teaching and other jobs in the government. Now, to me, that is like you know, giving a little and taking a lot. Because if you look at the government now, right, the, 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 the present, let's say the present opposition that's vying to take over the government, which they might. Mm-hmm. You don't see any Garifuna, right? Person there. Okay. Maybe they make no effort either, right? Uh-huh. And if you look at the present government, how many Garifuna people there are in the political, you know, higher up in terms of being a minister of government, you may only have one or two uh-huh. out of, let's say, you know, 30 ministers. Okay. Now, the government is trying to say, well, we will have, we will set up an indigenous council, but the government is saying we will appoint those persons. And we are saying, no, 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 that can't work. Mm-mm. We need to appoint our own people on that board. Exactly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's all this kind of like what I call Mickey Mouse democracy and tricks that they're trying to play with us. 
Now we have a major problem because we are claiming that we've been there since 1801, before Belize became a colony. So there is like traditional land. As a matter of fact, the governments have been talking about Carib Reserve. Now I had a problem with the word Carib Reserve because I was saying, well, they want to put this field as this reserve so we can't move. Yeah. Uh, two brothers have been saying the idea of a car reserve is good because mm. there are some lands there reserved for us. Okay. So we say, all right, well, let's investigate what how much land was reserved. So recently, one of the brothers was doing a little, you know, um, demarcation. Uh, he got some money from the government mm-hmm. and the United Nations came in. So we find out that there's over 100,000 acres. Wow, that's a lot. Right, so I, I tell about yeah. so who's keeping this record? Who is you know why is it not being told that we have over a hundred thousand acres reserved for the garrison? So we blasting this out now, telling the government, hey, we want to manage this land, <laughs> this hundred thousand acres. We don't want like what you did, your public servants selling the swamp to the Chinese and selling the rivers to the you know whatever other people. This hundred thousand acres, we want to manage it. Mm-hmm. We have like a lot of Garrisona people educated now all over the place. We could manage it because you know, the government business apparently are selling land, uh, it's, they're selling land to oil companies, these, these big conglomerates. Now, we don't want to sell, we want to go into joint, you know, exploration with whatever, whoever comes in. We want to be part of that. We don't want to sell any more land. True. So, the, do you guys get the land already? Or you're still well, there? the land has been demarcated. It has been demarcated, but there's a garrisoner group that mm-hmm. has been assigned by the government to kind of like manage that part. Now, we here in the U.S., we say we go, we are watching, we are looking, mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that you you all do right. Otherwise, we're gonna bring pressure, right? Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's, that's good. Yeah. What what we're doing yeah. in Belize is different from what we do in Honduras. In Honduras, mm-hmm. the military is going after our people and killing them when they stand up for their land along the coast. Mm-hmm. Now we now we hear that in Honduras there's a funny kind of business going on. There is there is the narco trafficking from you know Colombia has the Honduran government has left the oh. villages along the coast unattended, right? Mm-hmm. So the kind of no light, no no presence of you know security. Mm-hmm. So so these traffickers come in and you know throw their business, you know, and you know black men don't like white lady. We mm-hmm. call white lady the okay. Yeah, right? yes, we yeah. yeah, we don't deal with that. But the government want no finally decides that oh my goodness, the Garifuna people have one of the best land along the beach. Yeah. Before south. No, all the time they were just hurricane, too much hurricane. Suddenly they say, oh, tourism, money. But instead of coming to the people and negotiate and tell you, know, let's, let's work this out, this is our plan, they want to kill us out. Mm. And literally, he was coming out of Honduras now, have like some of my sisters and brothers with, you know, 16 bullets in the back. You know, this one. Let, not, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. One minute, dear. Was there a documentary made about that um, coastal line with Honduras and um, the section of the um, was it Colombia? Was there a documentary on it? 
I'm not sure. Well, how, how they had left it um, open up that you know even drug traffickers are using it as if you know. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. Strip. Uh, maybe they are. I, mean, I haven't seen that documentary, but there's one in the Garrison in Peril. Okay. I know I've so seen something similar to that. that. I know I've seen so something similar to that. <clears throat> yes, yes. What I want to do with the brothers, the new brothers and so on is go in there and do, you know, some documentary. We, we need to expose mm-hmm. the Honduras government for what it is. As a matter of fact, you know, I was telling some brothers that we might have to start doing economic blockade of Honduras. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if they can our people right, then they have to get the wrath of the international body. We're going to have to boycott some, you know, some something. Like, yeah, uh, you have to put some pressure on them, some economic pressure, yeah. you know? Yeah, we got to put the economic pressure on Honduras. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, that's coming down the pipe, I think. Oh, that's some powerful thing. So, <clears throat> you have a... a, a um, yeah, I just say, you know, Garofina uh, is in the government now, in Belize. Well, we're trying to do it this kind of way, brother. Uh, you see how, you know, once we put pressure on them and we found out that we were there, 1801 before the country even became a colony. Mm. So they're trying to hide that history, right? But we are saying, no, 1797, the British dump us on the mainland by, you know, and our people were always moving. Mm-hmm. So we find places that were abandoned, more or less, because the Mayans were there, mm-hmm. right? But we, the indigenous, you know, Africans, because we were there before the Westerns. Yeah. You know what I mean? We can't let that go. I mean, even the whole Caribbean Sea was named after us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we played that. We played that. <laughs> big, you know, we big that thing. That's a big point. Yeah, yeah that's a big Caribbean point. Caribbean yeah. Sea. <laughs> yeah. that, mean, that mean there was so a lot. That seems to be, there should be, a. there must be a lot of Caribs then. You know, a lot yeah. of Caribs, you know. Some, mm-hmm. some people yeah. get scared. Some people got scared in the fight and ran away. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that, you know, some people, you know, when Columbus came and he said, you know, cannibal and all them funny things about cannibal this and all that, he was making people psychologically damaged, deformed. Mm-hmm. Now people made songs and said, no, you stupid, Columbus, you, you, you're you a murderer. You know? <laughs> you know? Yeah, so Peter They come with funny so. language like, no, me a pirate. I am a pirate. Mm-hmm. Some, some good to the Western eyes, you know? Yeah. No, he was a thief, murderer. Give the word. <laughs> Give they it were, the right, you know, robbers, word. looters, rapers, yeah. and kidnappers. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. They hide it with the word pirate. Mm-hmm. You know, even Hollywood, you know, trying to like, you know, promote this, the, 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 the glamour of piracy, you know what I mean? No. And you know, for the yesterday, they had the celebration. Columbus Day yesterday in the US. <laughs> I call my class, you know, I, call, I call my class off. I say, watch out, take a day. I have time. I need time for like take it. I worry, worry all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we gotta fight. You know, oh, this fight. kind of where, where we say deterritorialization in the real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We look, we weren't seeing Vincent calm, cool running things. You know, taking care of business, upcome Western man. Mm-hmm. I want to start a war. Yeah. Just because he got the, you know, 
the, 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 the biggest killing ammunition, you know. Mm-hmm. And then decide he will run things. Well, we're saying no. Preparation. So, we had our share in the in the coast on the coast of uh, the Central American countries. We want it. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna use the United Nations international law to make it real. Is the history of the Garifuna being taught in schools in Belize and other part of the um we call it the region? The coast. I say no. I say no. No. Because when I look when I look in the history book, mm-hmm. some history books only have one chapter. You know, Francis Humphreys, the one he did with uh, Peter Ashton, mm-hmm. you know, 200 pages. There are only about three pages that reference the Garifuna. As my good friend Flavius always said, we have to start write our own history. Oh, yes. yes. That's what I'm so we have to start, you know, do that. Write our yes, books now so that the, the generation yes, coming up. We have, can we have see to that. write about us for yeah. us. Yeah. Yes. We have to. Yes. 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 And now uh, we, 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 what's been written is by these white guys, right? And mm. they, they, they're just glorifying, you know, the war. And it's more like what I refer to as historicism, you know what I mean? Mm. Oh, this, mm. oh, so many men died this day. And oh yeah, it was hard climbing up the hill, and you know we destroyed so many, so many, and we won this day. You know, just nothing but the pain mm-hmm. and the atrocities. You know, you know nothing about that, nothing about the experience. You know, mm-hmm. so we need to we need to put that in there. Yeah, man. The food, the music, yeah, the clothing. You know, everything mm-hmm. has to be in it. Mm-hmm. Coming back, coming back to today. Now, I know that you are planning a that's a woman conference in November. Can you tell us a little about that, please? Yes, ma'am. So, when we when we examine the strategy, right, um, it seems with this pandemic, you know, that's coming down the pipe or is on us already. We in the international nation decided to, to come up with a strategy. Since we are here in the U.S., mm-hmm. I'm always concerned about what's going on back home mm-hmm. in Belize, Honduras, Guatemala, and Nicaragua. We decided, like you know, let's celebrate our women because they are always on the front mm-hmm. of the atrocities, of the inequalities of our system. So, and because on the other side, if we do nothing. We know exactly what they're doing. They're trying to destroy our family, mm-hmm. right? And if they, they will destroy our family unity is by attacking the vulnerable, the women. Mm-hmm. We have to celebrate our women. We know that men are being attacked. Yeah, yeah we know that. Uh, that's very so obvious. We, we are getting right? physically. Physically, them doing yeah. it to us. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. physically, right? And man reaching for his ID, he gets 10 bullets. Yeah. You show no ID, didn't get 20 bullets. Exactly. Right? Uh-huh. You say your arm, you still get several bullets. So what do we do? You know, well, we can't surrender. We got to move on. We got to strategize. So we're going to celebrate the women at this conference uh-huh. and tell them, you know, how important they are to our families. You know, meanwhile, we men, we will, we need to like soak it in. Let's, let's hear from, the, from our women how it's going. You know, what are the concerns? Uh-huh. So we, the agenda moving forward. 
guys, this is not just a one-man show, right? Like, but, like uh, I think it was James Brown said, it's a man world, but we can't do nothing without women. Yeah. So, so we are acknowledging that. True, true. That's good. That's good. That is so good. You know, big up the women, them. Yeah, they want and to that's go, that's what that's what in the the twenty when that date is what the twenty second? The twentieth and the twenty first. Oh. Uh, we do it deliberately because November nineteenth is when the Garrison community in Belize and the whole country celebrates National Garrison Day. Yes. Right. I heard about okay. that one. Yeah. So we, we wanted people to like take, you know. We don't want to disrupt anything, but we want it to be serious and intentional mm-hmm. about our reflection, right? So immediately after the day done and the celebration done, right? Because I know, you know, the, the sellers of liquors and beers will be making, you know, the, the grand number of money. Mm-hmm. Right? And, you know, I, I don't really want to, like, be a, you know, interrupter of, you know, the capital this flow but I want to be intentional mm-hmm. and reflective of we're going on 19th my brothers I would say like we're going on November 19th who make all the money so you may celebrate my some of we were commemorating mm-hmm. so the 20th the day after the work begins yeah okay you know what I mean so they can't say I was trying to spoil the celebration what I'm saying I'm fortifying the celebration because mm-hmm. after you celebrate you know, and follow them with them so much, you know, trying to make us, you know, whatever they intend to, mm-hmm. we go reflect on the 20th, the next day. Mm-hmm. So we have to take stock. This is not for the man to be making liquor, you know, and, you know, dropping a few pennies here and say, oh, the Garifuna people, you know, had a great celebration. No, this is nothing about celebration. Mm-hmm. On the next day, the 20th, we're going to reflect and take some serious positions on what's been going down the pipe that we don't like. Yeah, after. So the timing, the timing of the uh, celebrating of women is very important. Especially under this umbrella of the pandemic, you see me? Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true, you're absolutely right. So the 19th yeah. is a, a, a national Garofuna day. Yeah, yeah, the whole nation celebrate that. Yeah, we we got it to that point. We started only with Don Gregor first. Mm-hmm. That was right too, because we had to tell the government, listen, we want our name on the map. Changes come from Sanskrit town, mm-hmm. right, to this Western word, and put our personal name on it, Don Gregor. Okay. And that was a big fight. That's what I was going to ask you. How, how did it all happen? How did it came to being? Well, we had a few, you know, strong directional leaders in the community, right? Mm-hmm. And also the, the government was, I think, striving to get its independence. Mm-hmm. So, so this whole movement of the anti-colonial, right? Yes. Um, thing for independence. Mm-hmm. Um, the Black Power movement, right? The, the, the Caribbean movement mm-hmm. in the early... Um, late early seventies, early eighties, right? Uh-huh. Um, was kind of seeping into the community uh-huh. and say, yeah, uh-huh. we want to identify. You know, we want to identify with our brothers and sisters in Africa, in the Caribbean. Uh-huh. You know, we want our identity. Are we unique? You know, 
So put the way we refer to the town mm-hmm. before the Western people came, put our name on it. Mm-hmm. So we changed the Sanctuary town to Danbrigger. Okay. A few people still upset about that, you know. Many people still upset. You'll still hear them, oh, you know, they put this garrison in the name on the town. But, well, it's there now, Danbrigger. And how long this how long you guys have this um this um Garifuna day? How long it's been? I would wanna say um so from the cause it was before independence. Uh, we got independence in eighty one, so it was before then mm. um say since the nineteen eighties, early eighties. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. good, that's good. It's over over yeah. some decades ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Now we have the cultural. We 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 winning culturally, mm-hmm. but now we have that economic inequality to to look after. You know, mm-hmm. that's the big the big fight. The inequalities that the system mm-hmm. continues mm-hmm. to, you know, perpetrate. You know, um, like for example, uh, quite recently, a sister spoke Karisna in the bank. Mm-hmm. You know, and um. And she was fired. Well, we had to do, you know, round up our people and had a big demonstration outside of the bank to tell the banks, like, you know, we can't tolerate that in here. Uh-huh. And it was, it was first Caribbean bank. Um, but since then, the first Caribbean bank moved out, moved out of town. Okay. So they have discrimination in, 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 in the workplace, huh? Yeah, even discrimination. I'm not too sure. Recently, I was listening to uh, some law that said that you can't go to work in bridge. I was like, what? I need mm. to like get back and find out how that happened. <laughs> you know, in bridge, out loud, <laughs> or, or dread, out loud, something mm. in the public mm-hmm. job or something like that. And I was like, man, is that happening right now in the 20th century? So... That's another fight, it seems. Like the clo- your clothing, your style of dressing, I see the females, them, you know, have these, um, what do you call it? Head wrap and thing. Yes, yes, and, yes. you know, I like the colors as, as some of the outfit. Are they allowed yeah, to wear them as well at work? Yes, they're allowed to wear them at work. Yeah. Okay. So far. Okay. okay. Yeah. Guys, so that's some good progress so far. On the on the yeah, on the on the day of the woman conference, it's a two day um event. Yes. Are there any main speakers coming from outside the country to come in and talk? I'm, yeah, yeah. For speakers, Nation is a co sponsor. I need to talk to Cynthia Ellis. She's the mm-hmm. she, she's she's the main you know convener. Right, we're giving her support. Luba Fu, Luba Fu. He's Finney. Lubafu. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Lubafu, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ubafu, power. Yeah. Power to the garrison. I call her Queen Lubafu. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, we do, I didn't say anybody's coming from outside. We would like to, you know, we would like to. But with this pandemic, you know, we know how to fight. But we do have some people yeah. um, in the now. Um, I think the judge, one of the judges is a Garrisona woman, uh-huh, uh-huh, and uh-huh. Um, so we might have her talk to the group. Uh, to, uh, we, we know Afro Afro Creole sister from Belize, uh-huh. uh, from Central. Um, she might do some presentations. Uh-huh. Um, but on the last day, I'm telling the brothers, uh, on the last day, 
of the conference. Mm. We want to do significant. You know, we want to like present ourselves mm-hmm. and uh, make a statement that we appreciate. You know what our you know women and sisters have been doing in the culture, and then we men should take it from there. Sure. Yeah, we take you know all, uh, whatever project proposals were presented before, and we look at those proposals and give it our full support. Mm-hmm. That's true. And so, kind of like emphasize intentional, right? Intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to move just you know willy nilly here and there. We want to like be intentional. Like, yeah. why are we doing this? Well, we're doing this because you know uh, the family is under attack. The men are being killed. You know, the men are being targeted. So what do we do? We go back to family, right? We go back to the the, the, the round table of the family mm-hmm. and say, all right, look, I want you, my sisters, right, to know that I appreciate everything you're doing out for, for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They struggle hard and, you know, we will not fall divided. We're going we to unite. Absolutely, absolutely. Let me let me let me hear something about you, a little bit about you, because I know you teach and you lecture as well. Yeah. So, have you have um, you have you have you written any books yet? No, I've written any books. I've written a few articles. Um, I uh, when I was doing this masters with the uh, the, the the English literature people mm-hmm. um, here in the West. You know, I came to the US twenty years ago, right? So I came like. A little mature, forty years old, mm-hmm. but you know, never lived in the United States, right? Mm-hmm. So I was attracted to the literature, you know, mm-hmm. After a little bit of Caribbean literature and Belize and so on. I wanted to expand, so I came to this uh, university, San Jose. It, but man, I told you, I took 30, 30 units, a madness, you know, mm-hmm. where you call them death and literature, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and after a while, I got bored and tired, and I said, I mean, "Let me focus on Derek Walcott mm-hmm. as like my little mentor, right?" Okay. But I didn't know how the racism thing worked. So when I mentioned Derek Walcott, people got silent, and <sighs> they started like sharing, "Oh, you want to work on Derek Walcott?" Huh? And I was, I couldn't understand. So when I really get into Derek Walcott, coming from Belize, I said, "I have to do Derek Walcott because coming from Belize." I should know something about Derek Walker. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And how come I got it for him? I mean, at 40 years old. I was like, discussing with myself. I said, I got to study Derek Walker. Mm-hmm. After all, he's living. Yeah. He's a Nobel and thing. How come I don't know? You see how you see how this thing works, my brother? Yeah. So I get into Derek. Well, when I got into Derek, I was like, wow, Derek is a serious man mm-hmm. with the language. Mm-hmm. No wonder the white man was telling me don't do him. <laughs> Don't want you know much about him. No. Yeah. He discouraged me. And when I start work with Derek, you know, they put me in circles. I, I drop it. I say, all right, forget you guys. I'm moving on. So I did talk to one of my cousins. He was a professor in philosophy. The man said, try to do philosophy. Mm-hmm. Don't let them frustrate. Don't let them kill your spirit. Because they already had me a kind of way. You know what I mean? So I philosophy. And so I finished my philosophy. Quick, quick, quick. Get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Move on, but, but what I appreciated about Derek Walcott and um, and the, the little argument he had with um, the next one, VS Nepal. Yeah, I know VS Nepal. So he got, he got a problem with the Caribbean. You know, he's a great writer, but VS Nepal like wanted to say like, 
nothing produced in the Caribbean. I found that to be, you know, outrageous. Yeah. You know, I mean, nothing produced in the Caribbean. You know, here about, you know, we call, in Belize, we call it ping-pong. You know, playing the playing music on the drum there, the oil drum. You know, you know about that? Yes, it's ping-pong. <laughs> you know, we forget reggae. Yeah. But we could go back, car, car. You know, yep. nothing produced. Caribbean Derek, I mean, the BS Nepal. So Derek was just telling him, man, look, if you're talking about imitating and, you know, following people like Paris, there's no argument. As how does one la- learn a language? We learn the language, you know, we imitate. We first we mimic and we imitate and then we come on, we make it our own. Eventually we find our own True. in the same language. True. So, so BS, stop your fool. So I, I like that. And it was like me, you know, um, like having nobody to coach me per se in the, in, the, in the field of literature. He was saying to me, you have to find like a mentor, you know, who you like, somebody who like, you know, gets to your heart. And so in music, right, young musicians would imitate the best. You want to regular, you, you imitate the best yeah. and learn, you know, the art, you know. If you want to go into writing, African woman, perhaps you look at the best women writers or, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to go into philosophy, you look at the best, right? And then you build on what they have started. Mm-hmm. So that was my little spill on, you know, mimicry, imitation in the Caribbean through the eyes of uh, Derek Walter, a paper I had done, you know, when I got angry with those people in the literature department. But before that, before coming to the U.S., I was active with, you know, the Garrison comes in Belize, started a little uh, mobile music industry for mm-hmm. the brothers who mm-hmm. were using a lot. We move around with the mobile um, unit and record, you know, put some music and tell them, boy, hey, this is how you could make a little money. You know what I mean? Yeah, you could yeah. do it on four tracks. Sure. Four tracks system. And, uh, you know, I, I did that. I set up a radio uh, station in Dangriga, community radio, so that we could get our voice and our word out. You know, That's I worked good. with the trade unions at one time there in Belize, the National Trade Union Congress. That gave me opportunity to travel in the Caribbean, mm-hmm. see how workers and their lives were, and which, which like uh, motivated me to start a teacher's housing cooperative in Belize City. Yeah, and then afterwards I came to um, to to the U.S. But talking about writing, I also did a little thing there for um, um, Harvard, you know, review Afro-Belizeans in Los Angeles. Okay. That, that piece of work was very important to me because when I did the Afro-Belizeans in Los Angeles, I had to go back to Belize uh, and documents, right? And uh, I used um, the census data. You know what I mean, the census? The census? Yeah. The census data? Yeah, census. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the census, yeah. in Belize, right? And what happened when I was looking through the census data, they had Mennonite, they had, um, well, Garifuna, Garifuna, we were there, right? Mm. Uh, we, we made sure that our, you know, data was included. But then there was no Afro-Belizean in the data. There was no Afro-Creole. The only thing that was in the data was Creole. So I said, what? They're wiping out my brother's history from the other side, the Afro-Creole, right? Because if you put in the census data just Creole, it includes the European Creole and the Afro-Creole, so to speak. So you're wiping out a whole history there by not taking the right data. And I'm almost certain that it's not, not only Garifuna people who left Belize, but there are Afro-Creoles too who left Belize. You know what you must do now? You must put your pen to paper and turn it into a book. 
One more fellow. You hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Can, yeah, man. can we get a copy of that article? Yeah. 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 Can we I get a copy of that article? Yeah, I want to look for it because the yes. covered people have it. Okay. Yeah, man. You should, that would be nice. You should, you should um start put your pen to paper now and yeah. you know, start documenting things. So you can yeah, I gotta leave. at least gotta leave, leave a book of detailed yeah. information for the younger ones yeah. to come up and see, you know, yeah. the movements of the Garifuna. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. Yeah, I you have to. You have to. You know, I hang out there and write it. Yes, yes. You can do it. You can do yeah. it. You can Get do it. Here. You know, so much destruction here in Babylon system. <laughs> I need to go by the beach or somewhere where peaceful and get vibes, you know, positive vibes. Yes, yes. That's good. That's good. You know. As a man in the chat room said, it, you're the black survivor. You know. Yeah, so, man. And that's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. One of my, well, I don't know this guy, if he, he's in, in Manchester, England. He just came up with a book saying that uh, he found uh, evidence of the Garifuna connected to the Mali. And so I'm, I'm okay. waiting to read that. I'm, I'm waiting to read his book to see, you know, what his findings are. Because uh, it's, it's that kind of move. I don't want to just stop at St. Vincent, you know. I, I want to go back farther than St. Vincent. And so... Um, I will have an argument with my linguist brothers in Belize who are, I think, more very Europeanized in their perspective because it hasn't come out. And I don't disparage, you know, the Carib Arawak connection, but I think if you look in the Garifuna religion and spirituality, there are there are what we in the um, study language would say they are cognates, right? They are cognates. You know, you study a word. And how it derives, how it come about. Not, not, not the foolishness that the Western people impose, you know, when they name things in the Caribbean and stuff. But if you look at Garifuna, even the word Garifuna, right? I mean, if you start to any African and the present and past, from let's say Nigeria, Ghana, you know, Benin, you know, Senegal, Mali, and tell them, what does the word Gary mean to you, right? Gary, just the first part of the word Garifuna. G A R R I. Right, almost close in spelling. They would say it means cassava. It's related to cassava. Right? Okay. Mm. You know. So and then I talked to some brothers from um, Nigeria, Igbo, and then this sister told me she said Puna. Puna is a is a one of the cognates in the Igbo language. Puna. Yeah. Right. You know. So my linguistic brothers in Belize who are Euro Europeanized in there don't don't see. Don't want to make that connection. They want to stop asking Vincent. But I'm going further. I'm going to push the envelope and say, you see? That sounds sound incredible. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, you see Gary and Puna? You check where that comes from. Our ancestors were dropping hints, you know, for you, 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 you know, younger ones to follow. Now you need to complete that bridge. You need to complete that bridge. And I, I still remember when I took my students to Belize from Berkeley, from uh, Oakland, right? And I said, okay, just listen to the lecture and then I'll stop the presenter every now and again. I'll point a few things to you. Right, that I mentioned. He was saying to my students, he said, the most sacred part of the Dugu, now listen to that first word, Dugu, which is the, 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 the name for the religion, right, Dugu. The most sacred part of the Dugu is called the Mali. So he, I pretend that like I was listening, I said, I right, stop right there, <laughs> presenter. And I turned to my students, I said, you heard what he said? <laughs> the most sacred part of the Dugu is the Mali. What word 
in this whole universe do you associate with Mali? You know what I mean? It's a racism, Mali empire. Okay. Don't get it confused. You think they just made up that thing? You just make up words? We don't operate like that. It's all connected. Then he said, and I said, okay, and then what did he say? The good, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if you go to Mali, there's a whole, whole grouping, nation, if you like, called the Gun. And you know about the people at the guns. I gotta stop right there. Uh -huh. People have to go and do the research that they're the guns. True. The ancient, ancient civilization. So yeah, on, on the 12th of October, I, I took a pause. I told my students, I'm not teaching today. I, you know, I'm I'm taking it off because I got a lot to think about. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, we thank you for taking time out. And, you know, give us some history on the um, Garafuna and tell us also yes. about the Women's Conference coming up the 20th and the 21st. And, of course, also yes. the big day, the 19th. Yeah. Where you yes, guys man. will of celebrate. November. You know? Of November, yeah. Yeah, yes. where you guys will yes. celebrate. A lot of drumming, you know. You know, a lot of drumming. A lot of, you know, presentations. We got our own queen, Garafuna queen, you know, based on cultural you know, performances, you know, mm. and of course, a lot of speeches, and but well, that's what we're doing, mm. commemorating the, the, the gift from our ancestors. Yes, yes. Well, we look, you know, we look forward for, you know, have you back again. We invite you whenever you have the time to come and, you know, give us some more info. Yes, brother. You Thank know. you very much. And remember, yes, remember, start putting pen to paper for that book. Yeah, my brother. You understand me? Yeah. You have to have that book. Yeah. All Thank right. you for the advice. Yeah. In touch. Yeah. All right. Power, ever. All right, my brother. You have yeah, a pleasant day. Yeah, my brother. All right. One yeah, you. And, and, and anyhow, you, any, any way you think that we can be of, of, of assistance, just let us know. Yes, my brother. We are here, we are here to work with you. Yeah, my brother. Irie. All right. One love. Yeah, man. One love. One love, yeah. One art. Thank you. Yes, yes, indeed. That was our brother, Mr. Egbert R. Eugenio. We know the 19th of November. It's the big Garofuna celebration. Yes. In Belize. And then, and then the and 20th. And the 21st, it's the Women's serious Conference. Serious, serious business, yes. And you know, when the women, them, ready for throw it down, them serious. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. What's as, serious them, business. as them said, them run yeah. the world. We are just, the, of course. we just, they are the feet. We, the, we had us our fierce daddy, you know, and they were in the world. Yeah. Mm. So it's yeah. that time for us to get out of here. And we thank you, those in the chat room for being here with us taking time out remember to share it and like it and tell them to subscribe as well because if you subscribe you can also be a participant in the chat room and when so, and when you subscribe it helps us grow the show absolutely so, absolutely subscribing is very important to us to do what you would like us to do and for you to enjoy the show even more so we're asking for your subscription. Just it just costs just costs a few moments of your time. And of course, you can you can better able to correspond with us, interact with us when you do.